When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One out of five self-help gurus agree. Saturday Night Knapsack, it's like discount chicken broth for your soul. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. And now it's time for the show that's a little more egg than it is nog. It's Saturday Night Knapsack. Hey, Saturday Nighters, we've got a great Example of how not to do a podcast tonight, but before we start the program, we're happy to tell you about a new sponsor. As the COVID-19 pandemic reaches its second season of programming, man, what a show so far. We're all looking for simple ways to distract ourselves from the overwhelming claustrophobic sense of impending doom closing in on all of our lives. You've tried learning new hobbies, finding religion, or binge drinking, but it's time to try the only proven way to help you tune out life and give you the false sense of accomplishment you need to help you feel like you aren't wasting your time here on this bad idea called Earth. App-based video games. That's right. You've tried games like Bejeweled Blitzkrieg, Sugar Crush, or the Robin Hood Stock Trader app. But now try Fruit Frenzy. That's right. Fruit Frenzy. You aren't going to like these apples. You're going to grow to loathe them as these video game apples and other fruits become the bane of your existence and you can't solve the exciting puzzles found in Fruit Frenzy. Can you beat Fruit Frenzy? Probably not. But think about all the time you're going to waste while trying to finally be good at something in life. Fruit Frenzy challenges you to clear a game board by matching a variety of fruits into certain patterns, which is based on the same trials Russian scientists would run to see which monkeys could be shot up into space. Can you turn a pattern of pears into the Permuda Triangle? A vortex that sucks all fruits from adjacent squares into a void of emptiness, as deep as your marriage has become during this lockdown. Find out! Can you tally your bananas into a 6-foot, 7-foot, or 8-foot bunch to get the Harry Belafonte bonus? Can you banish all of the forbidden fruits from the playing field like God himself did in the Garden of Eden? Keep playing Fruit Frenzy, and you might. Just keep playing and playing until you realize the sun has already set and you've somehow survived another day in your house cut off from all the things and people that used to bring you joy. There are several different maps to frustrate you like the Fruited Plains, the Grape Lakes, or Strawberry Fields forever. And getting stuck? Don't throw your phone in despair like you did with that video game watch you had in 1987. Fruit Frenzy offers a ton of thrilling in-app purchases and microtransactions that will slowly bleed your virtual wallet and your real one until you find yourself scrambling to find money to buy more things. Man, you'll feel like a real down-and-out drug addict at a Nicolas Cage movie before he gave up. Get your fix. Get it. Get it at all costs. This lockdown might one day end, but Fruit Frenzy doesn't. The colorful digital fruit designs and game animations are specifically designed to trigger the pleasure centers of your brain and keep you playing and playing and playing until your spouse leaves you or you lose your job, or both. So why spend your days learning how to cook or love unconditionally? Try Fruit Frenzy. 
and shut out everything in your world today. Enter promo code KUMQUATKEN, that's KUMQUAT with a PG-13K, to get 10 free banana blasts and 5 free cherry bombs to give you a leg up that will quickly disappear when you start playing Fruit Frenzy. And now, on with the show. Here we are, Saturday Night Napsock episode 39. Before we really get into it, and we have a lot in this show, I quite frankly, probably put too much effort into it. But we uh, we want to take a moment to let you know about a project I, I did, I was involved with a while ago. It's finally uh, come on and out because I put so much hard work into it. It is the short film Timestamp by Robert Butler III and Kate Husby. It is uh, out, coming out, I should say. And you can get in more information by following them on Twitter or Instagram at Timestamp Movie. Jackie Dixon time travels to 2019 to keep her parents alive. And yep, I'm in the picture. They let me do some acting. I thought it was stupid too, but you know what? I I, I got to trust them uh, that they know what they're doing. They had a great script, a great little product, and uh, my face is all over it. God bless them. Timestamp movie. Give them a follow. All right? Really, timestamp movie. Tell them Ken sent you. Please uh, make them feel better about their choice to put me in a lead acting role. All right, on with Saturday Night Napsock. Are we alone? What is already here? Is the thing that goes bump in the night real or imagined? I'm paranormal reporter Nolan Guthrie, and this is a Mysteries and the Unexplained Minisode on Saturday Night Nepsoak. What are your prime directives? Serve the public trust. Hello, I'm Nolan Guthrie, paranormal reporter and director of the Guthrie Learning Center of the Unexplained. And this past week, headlines were made when two alleged wildlife officials discovered a monolith in the middle of the Utah wild that extended high and firm some 12 feet from the rocky terrain. Video of the reflective metal monolith created quite a stir. How did it get there? How long has it been there? Have any classic British rock bands peed on it for an album cover. Quickly, the Utah Department of Public Safety claimed that the monolith was of an earthly origin and the only concern was that they did not want hikers heading out to find it lest they get in trouble. On the phone now is noted UFOologist Andy Johnstone from the website heylookupthere.tv, a website dedicated to finding the truth behind the stars. Andy feels as though this report from the Utah Department of Public Safety is in fact false, and there is more to the monolith than we know. Andy, welcome to Mysteries and the Unexplained. Hello, Nolan. I am uh, very excited to be here there again, too. I uh, enjoy a lot of your work, uh, even outside of this show. I uh, read your pamphlet on when President Nixon and actor-performer Jackie Gleason uh, went to see UFOs at a secret location in Florida. There again, too, it was uh, one of my favorite pieces of yours. 
Oh, yes, some of my favorite work, uh, the meeting between Richard Nixon and famed UFO enthusiast Jackie Gleason. Uh, so, yeah, well, there again, too, you did get a lot of the facts wrong in the situation and the story, but I enjoyed uh, the effort you made. Oh, okay. Well, I'll uh, do uh, more research. Perhaps use your website going forward, Mr. Johnstone. Uh, at the task at hand, though, I do want to talk about the monolith that was discovered in Utah. That is, uh, without a doubt, something that has been making the pop culture rounds. It's been on major media, which is always interesting when something from the paranormal uh, reaches the mainstream. You sometimes uh, almost have to question if it's paranormal or not, because paranormal uh, sightings incidents and clues seem to be on the far edges of society, something we overlook. But you uh, believe that all is not as it seems or as we're being told, which, of course, Andy, is, is par for the course in paranormal reporting. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, there's something uh, amiss here, and the Utah Department of Public Safety, which I don't even think is a real organization there again, too, um, I believe uh, this, without a doubt, is uh, falsified information, and I have uh, called a couple of my sources who uh, work in uh, Utah government, and I know the truth. Ah, the truth, the thing we all seek and often cannot find. So then, Mr. Johnstone, or uh, do you prefer Andy? I'm unsure. I've called you both, and I apologize. Uh, just don't call me late for dinner. <laughs> uh, well, yes, I, I don't believe I'd use a joke as old as time itself. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, Mr. Johnstone, I'd love to just so uh, we only have a limited amount of time on the mysteries and the unexplained minisodes here, and I'd like to know the truth. What is the truth of the monolith in Utah? See, what you got to realize is that is actually a mooring device for alien craft. I uh, have it on good authority from one of my sources that's embedded deep in the Fourth Reich uh, that is amassing armies under both the North and South Poles that what we have is an impending alien invasion, and this is one of the landing sites. There again, too. Hold on. You're, say you're saying that the spot in Utah, the monolith, is actually a landing site for a future alien invasion. Well, no, I didn't say future. I said impending. I wouldn't impending also indicate that it is a invasion in the future, perhaps the near future, but a future nonetheless. Well, what you got to realize is, Nolan, that the term impending implies more of an immediate problem, which more people will take seriously, a future alien invasion of which there are many planned, according to my sources, uh, will uh, not elicit the fear needed for people to prepare for assault uh, or to defend this very earth. Uh, so you feel this is an invasion of uh, nefarious uh, intentions, that this is something that we need to maybe gather our strength to defend the Earth from uh, an outside uh, army, uh, an, an army from another galaxy. You should always be ready to defend the Earth from aliens. 
Always. Okay, fair enough. Uh, why do you feel as though this is a, you describe it as a mooring center for alien craft? Well, this is a particular group of aliens, you got to realize, Nolan, that uh, use Zeppelin technology, and they are slowly coming towards Earth, and these are mooring spots for the Zeppelins, the extraterrestrial Zeppelins that will uh, land and need to be tied down. So, uh, if, if I'm hearing you right, the aliens that are heading towards Earth right now to attack us or approaching in Zeppelin-like ships similar to something from, say, an H.G. Wells uh, story or maybe even newsreel footage of the Hindenburg. Yes, clearly. Okay, clearly. Clearly. Uh-huh, clearly. Clearly. So uh, these alien craft are slowly uh, in Zeppelins, and I hope people have the proper tickets, unless they be thrown off the uh, Zeppelin spacecraft. <laughs> uh, Indiana Jones, uh, the last crusade joke there. Um, uh, you're saying, this, so these are the, again, these are the, to be clear, these are the crafts heading to Earth. Yeah, see, what you got to realize is, Nolan, that uh, uh, this particular group of aliens actually came to the Earth uh, previously in the late 1920s. Uh, they wanted to catch a baseball game with Babe Ruth, for they had uh, heard about him through early radio frequencies, uh, and they came to Earth and saw that this seemed to be the most popular form of transportation, and they adapted it for their own so they could uh, not uh, stand out every time they come and go to the Earth. So by that logic, if they had landed on Earth, say, in uh, Texas in 1871, they'd be right now coming to Earth in stagecoaches. Or trying. Don't forget trains. Yes, uh, my mistake. Uh, stage Stagecoaches or, or trains. Or perhaps horses. Uh, but uh, so you're saying these these particular aliens are they greens? Are they grays? To which uh, alien uh, faction or species do they belong to? Yeah, they actually they they don't get along there again too with uh, with the grays or the greens. In fact, they they left and came to Earth uh, in the late 20s to get away for because they're an alien culture. I have uh, good authority that they are more advanced and. Uh, back then, they already began arguing extensively over their favorite uh, forms of entertainment, whether they be motion pictures or radio programs. Uh, their society engaged in very heated debates over which one of these uh, motion pictures were better than the others and which one of the characters were best portrayed. And it got so heated that they decided to leave their own world and uh, the greens and the grays who like to engage in this kind of pointless pop culture arguing and they headed to earth to find a newer form of entertainment which which is what they hoped uh babe ruth and the new york yankees would provide there again too have, have you spent time with them this is this is very stunning you seem to know some very particulars of these uh uh, the aliens' uh, cultures and, and what movies they like or dislike and, and what shows they debate them on. Yeah, it's all very clear. It's available on several uh, websites. Uh, you can find it uh, online in the dark web. 
Uh, this is very clear. Yes, uh, clearly. Uh, do the aliens have any hot takes on their favorite Batman? Uh, that's actually one of the reasons they uh, they left. Uh, there was the Great Battle of Batman a debate that turned bloody and destroyed their society, and that's what uh, prompted them uh, to leave and head towards us now. Okay, but are they are they coming here to invade and conquer, or just to get away from uh, pop culture debates? online or whatever their version of that is well there again too they actually were coming to earth initially to just hang out and enjoy our movies and maybe borrow our netflix passwords but uh, then they saw what was going on here on star wars twitter and uh, movie twitter film twitter and they have decided to conquer us all i'm uh, i'm strangely okay with that okay to wrap up uh, andy johnstone uh, of the website, hey, look up there.tv, a website dedicated to finding the truth behind the stars. You say this is an impending invasion. Uh, that they still do they still plan to land in Utah? Uh, not anymore, since it's been discovered they actually are now looking at Detroit. Fair enough, wouldn't be my first choice. But uh, then again, I'm not coming to Earth in a Zeppelin-like spaceship. Uh, how long do we have? Until this invasion takes place. Uh, they want to be here before that uh, Robert Pattinson Batman movie is released. So I'd look for it here uh, in the next couple months. Well, there you go, everybody. It is time to start gathering your defenses or a good bunker to hide in. Earth only has a few months until it is conquered. I'm Nolan Guthrie. For our special guest, Andy Johnstone, and to all at the Saturday Night Napsock team, thanks, Petey. This has been Mysteries and the Unexplained. And now it's time for Letters to Santa Claus. Real letters from real people. Read by me, Catnapsock. What do you want for Christmas? Dear Santa, This holiday season, there's only one thing I really want. A PlayStation 5. I have a PlayStation 4. In fact, you brought me two of them because my mommy and daddy don't live together anymore. And they said you and your elf staff made a clerical error, and I had one to unwrap at both of my Christmases. Mommy said I should have given one away to some of my friends that didn't get one, but Daddy said Mommy was just trying to trick me into giving up a part of myself in a way I wouldn't figure out until much later. Anyway, that was two Christmases ago, and now I need the PlayStation 5. If I don't get it, I'll probably cry and cry and cry because all the kids at school will probably get one. Daddy says I shouldn't worry about what other people think because if he did, then he never would have opened up his custom wall clock business. And even though it closed and he delivers groceries to strangers in our van now, he wouldn't trade that freedom for nothing. But I really, 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 really want it. I can't imagine what it would be like to wake up and not have everything I wanted because I'm what's called an American from the suburbs. Then I'd be like that weird kid in my class, Chucky, who rides a bus for a very long time to get to school. You know, Santa, the one that wears a cape and smells like pee-pee. 
Daddy says his dad has a big problem with drinking, which seems weird. That's my favorite thing. In fact, I bought some Capri Suns off Chucky because he said he could use the money for food. Drinking is fun. I would never want to give that up. So, in closing, Santa, you can't ignore my wish list just like three years ago when I asked for a Nintendo Switch. Daddy said he had to spend the money he'd normally send you on something called an attorney, and that's why I didn't get it. That can't happen this year, Santa. So please, give me a PlayStation 5. Thank you, Santa. Devin. P.S. Dad says can I ask you to send him a new girlfriend. I'd like that too because I don't want to share my PlayStation 5 with him. Okay, thanks. Bye, Santa. Elvis Presley, you're the devil in disguise. Look, we all love love. We all love a good, happy, healthy relationship. But who hasn't occasionally just said that? You're the devil in disguise. But you know what? We're all going to work through it. It's going to be okay. Hey, I have a dedication here. This is from me. No no one called in. No one emailed in for this one. Since we're doing a class reunion weekend here at Hall of Fame Music Radio, I want to dedicate this to anyone who had to play this song as part of a high school marching band or a high school football pep rally band. The McCoys. Hang on, Sloopy. This is for all of you band geeks here. Hall of Fame Music Radio. Hey there, everybody. My name is John Mariano, and I'm from the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. I am here to let you know that we have a plethora of shows on the Feeding the Monster podcast feed, and whatever you do, do not tune in. You don't want to hear from Corey Morissette, Jeff Hillbilly, Scripps Saunders, Mark Eden Clyer, Thomas Rustling, or myself. All of our shows are hot garbage. They are structured stupidity, and they are not worth your listen. So whatever you do, do not tune in to the Feeding the Monster podcast feed. We do not want any new fans at all. Back to you. Well, hello there. This is Lauren Romo, one of the co-hosts of the Gale Like the Podcast. We are two gals that just talk anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. Come join us for the Star Wars discussions. Stay for that silliness. You can find us on Apple Pod, Spotify, Google Play, and Podbean. Follow us on Twitter at The Galactic Pod. And as always, may that force be with you. Peter Noon at the front there, Hermans. Hermits. There's kind of a hush. I think that's one of my favorite little happy rock and roll songs from a bygone era. Hey, we got a request and dedication coming in right now. This is from uh, a group of friends that uh, call themselves the Dark Mode Sisters. They've requested some songs from me before. And I love it. And they reached out via the website uh, and the email address at hofmradio.gmail.com. And they said they want to send this one out to their friend, Alice. She sometimes goes by the nickname Star Wars Alice. Like a lot of people, the year's been tough. Holidays, lockdowns, all those kind of things. And Alice, they said, they, she needs to pick me up. And uh, you know what? I got the song to do it. Doesn't matter what happened the day before. Fight on, stick through, and wake up the next day. Because, Alice, 
as the rascals sing, It's a Beautiful Morning here at Hall of Fame Music Radio. It's a beautiful morning. Here's another true fact about your host, Ken Napsok. All he wants for Christmas is to remember what it's like to wake up feeling rested again. And now, on with the show. All right, now we have got a guest calling in live to the show. I found out many of you missed this guest uh, due to a breaking news story. Uh, he agreed to come back. Uh, we had to pull some strings uh, with his son, whom I'm friends with. So please welcome back to the show, calling in from his home in Malibu, Mark Hamill. Mark, welcome to the show. Whoopsie. Uh, all right, uh, let's, um, let's stop that. We have a new phone system here. A lot of flashing lights. Um, thanks to the fine folks at Phoner. Uh, you can get their Phoner equipment for your radio show or podcast. It works real easy. It's supposed to be user-friendly. Let me, uh, all right. I got it. Hey, all right. Here we go. Yes, PD's giving me the thumbs up in the studio. Mark Hamill, welcome to Saturday Night Knapsack. I should say welcome back to Saturday Night Knapsack. Son of, Okay. What did I press? PD, what did I press that one? You're pointing that, that. All right, there we go. Now, where did he go? PD, what the hell's wrong? Did you uh, look at the instruction manual I sent you this morning? Now, why would I do that? I know. Well, look, I, I, I get it. It says phone. So I press the phone. Watch. And now unpress it. So I'm doing something right. Where's Mark Hamill? Is he still on the line? Yeah, he's on line three. Hey, what's that flashing? That's line three. Press that one, and, and that'll be Mark Hamill. Okay, there we go. Hey, Mark, are you there? Ah, what the hell? What the hell was that, Petey? Did you uh, double tap the button? I think you double tapped it. That that uh, hangs up, and then the phone, you're just kind of on the line with yourself. It's a, it's an echo. What, am I flying the space shuttle? What, what? Just put Mark Hamill on the goddamn show, Petey. Jesus. I owe our fans that. Okay, I got, I got him back on. Just lightly tap. Line three. Okay, and away we go. Damn it. One more time. Here we go. Petey, what is that? You're pressing the delay button, the dump button, to, to, to censor yourself. Well, fuck me. Can't you just patch him in? Just please, Petey. I apologize for every mean thing I've said to you, except for the thing about your hair. Can, can you just Could you just patch him through? Mark Hamill, please, so I can talk to him on the show so that people can actually hear. Uh, he already hung up. He's gone. Did you let him go on purpose, Petey? You said my hair made me look like a testicle that gave up. <laughs> well, uh, then it was worth it. Uh, play the next clip. Hello, I'm Ken Napsok noted heartburn sufferer and quoter of the movie Tombstone, and I'm here to talk to you about a serious problem ruining many of our lives on a daily basis. It's a condition known as friends who post spoilers and hot takes immediately after watching shows or movies, or FEPSATATIOS SOS for short. Do you have a friend or someone you have to be nice to at work or to secure your social standing that can't help but barf up what they thought of the newest, hottest TV show or movie seconds after they watched it and then spend hours defending the fact that they spoiled said content like some drunk, clueless blowhard at the end of the bar? Then you are not alone. 
Each day, millions of people have their joy for a show they love dampened by these small but important crimes against society. Maybe you were waiting to come home after a long day from work, kick off your shoes, and enjoy your favorite baby space wizard show. Maybe you got busy raising your offspring and had to wait a couple hours to press play. Or maybe, just maybe, you don't host a podcast about the show and can't stay up until the dawn waiting for the show to load up on your streaming service of choice because you live in a region that Bob Iger doesn't know about yet. The reasons are countless, but the fact remains. This is the same kind of selfish energy that leads to protesting health-related curfews, and you deserve the right to not have to endure a barf bag full of hot takes every day, and the people at Spoiler Free Life want to help. There is no cure for Subsidus, not as long as humans walk the earth, but there is help. For only $2 a day, the price of one spoon to stir your coffee, the fine folks at Spoiler Free Life will send the offending party a terse letter shaming them, cursing them, and everything they are so you don't have to. That's right. They'll call them a bucket of broth on your behalf. In fact, they'll never know it's you. These self-centered gas bags will receive the verbal comeuppance they deserve, making them question their own existence and stare into the nearest mirror wondering what happened to their souls. And the next time they see you, they'll have no idea that message came from you. It's the type of passive-aggressive energy that fuels the world. And for one additional dollar a month, the price of what a new car cost in 1931, Spoiler-Free Life will send an additional letter to anyone that tells you, well, why don't you just stay off the internet until you watch the show? Like each and every one of our lives aren't spent logging onto the internet for every one of our basic needs except defecating. And even then, we haven't seen the iPhone 15 yet, so who knows? Reach out to your new friends at Spoiler-Free Zone. And yeah, this won't solve the problem of people refusing to shut their trap claps of garbage, but it sure will make it easier for you to hate them. Reach out to Spoiler-Free Life today. The preceding message was brought to you by Saturday Night Napsock, the death of Joffrey Baratheon, and the Advert Council. What's your emergency? Oh, God. Oh, I need help. Please send help. Okay, sir, I'll, I'll get, uh, sounds like I need paramedics. Uh, I'll, I'll send them to your location, sir. What is going on and where are you located? I'm on, ow, I'm on my couch. Ow. Oh, it hurts so much. Okay, so you're on your couch and it hurts so much. What is going on and, and where are you actually located, sir? Oh, it's, conf- it's confidential because I, I, I wrote a book that 12 people bought last year. Oh, ow. Okay, sir, but I'm going to need your exact location so I can get an RA out to your location. Uh, RA? No, I'm not in college. I don't, I don't need a resident advisor. I need an ambulance. Now. Sir, an RA is a rescue ambulance, as we uh, call them on, on this side of the phone. Sir, where are you? Where are you, sir? I'm on, I'm on my couch. It's, it's a very nice couch. I I bought it because I pretend I'm rich with credit cards. Ow. Great, sir. What part of L.A. County is that couch located? Burbank. I'm in Burbank. Can't, don't you have, like, some thing that can triangulate my position? Sir, that only happens in James Bond movies starring Pierce Brosnan. 
Where are you? Hey, come on, man. My Amazon Alexa knows where I am. Ask it. It, it follows me. It watches. It's watching me now. On pain. I'm in pain on the couch. Alexa. Alexa. Yes, Ken? Tell this guy where I am. I do not have that function. Please go to the app and try again. Stupid Alexa watches me sleep, and then it won't even tell you where I am. Can you just send help? Wait, sir, are you are you that are you that podcaster? Uh, well, yes, I am. Thank you for asking. Uh, okay, yeah, um, I I know where to send you. Okay, um, I'm sending paramedics right now to you. Uh, Burbank Fire has been notified, uh, sir. Uh, w- what happened, man? What is the, the nature of the problem? I ate too much Thanksgiving leftovers. I can't get up off the couch. Oh, help! You uh, you ate too much Thanksgiving leftovers, sir. Is that is that what you're reporting as the problem? The stuffing is literally coming out of my ears. Oh, actually, that that kind of smells good. Uh, sir, no, please do not eat the ear stuffing, please, for me, for my for my own sake, sir. All right, uh, uh, maybe I can help you, sir. Um, uh, is there any way you can uh, roll off the couch? Uh, do you need to go to the bathroom? What is uh, what is the uh, need here? No, I I get, I can go on the couch. That's not the problem. I just need to. I lost. Uh, I need to switch the Netflix, and I left the remote on the on the entertainment center. Mm. Sir, I can't, I can't send uh, uh, paramedics to your house to get the remote control for the Netflix because you ate too much Thanksgiving leftovers. Well then, well then, why am I? Oh, why do I pay taxes? It's, I'm stopping tomorrow. Then, oh, I need, I need to get the remote, man. Netflix just asked me if I'm still watching Wings, and I need to tell it yes. Sir, I think uh, I think you're going to have to figure this one out on your own. Maybe roll off slowly, uh, throw some uh, pillows on the ground, and so that if you hit the ground too hard, you'll be okay. And then maybe crawl over to the remote, grab it, and tell Netflix that yes, you are still in fact watching old episodes of the NBC sitcom Wings. I think that's what you're going to have to do. Look, I oh. I didn't know cranberry sauce could feel that way two days later. Oh, look, that's a very helpful thing. You're, you're, I know you're trained to be, you know, uh, calm under pressure. So I, I'm going to maybe have to, but I think it's ridiculous that you can't send uh, the Burbank Fire Department over to my house right now. Oh, God. Mm, is that a green bean? Mm. Sir, there are people in the city that actually need the Burbank Fire Department. Uh, you right now are not one of them. Well, that's a that's a fine. How do you do this holiday season? Uh, you Merry Christmas. You don't matter, huh? Great. I'll, I'll stop calling you. Literally, nothing would give me more pleasure this holiday season than you to stop calling nine one one here, sir, for our, all these kind of uh, silly needs. Silly, silly needs. The adventures of Scarpacci and Lowell are worth the call alone. All right. Mm. Also, there may be a piece of ham. Lodged in my throat, going the wrong way. Okay, sir, I'm going to hang up now, and uh, I wish you luck with that ham and wings. All right, sir? And have a uh, happy holiday season. Oh, you're, you're too wimpy to say Christmas, huh? Merry Christmas, huh? Why don't you say that? Uh, well, sir, I actually don't celebrate Christmas, so uh, I try to keep it uh, to a generic, uh, all-encompassing uh, happy holidays. Oh, well. I guess I never thought about it that way. Oh, that, that makes sense. Um, okay, well, I'm going to try your stupid little couch trick with the pillows, and then hopefully, uh, shortly, I'll, I'll get to uh, see Crystal Bernard and, and Timothy Daly and Stephen Weber on my screen again. All right, and make, a, make this a holiday I'll remember. Thanks for nothing, pal. 
Well, finally, finally, though. I do like Wings, though. It's a good show. And now it's time for the list. Today, we've got the best ways to shop for holiday gifts. Number three. Sign on to Amazon to find the hottest deals and coolest gadgets and then buy them for yourself. Number two. Try really hard to get something you think your loved one would want before giving up and buying a gift card that says, turns out I don't really know you. Number one. And the best way to shop for holiday gifts, drop a sweaty wad of cash on the table and say, go crazy. Clink, clink. And that's the list. And here's another weekly commentary from Mort Rooney. Have you ever thought that the people who overdecorate their front lawns for the holidays might just be a family of sociopaths that deserve a closer look? Not that you can see much through the glare of enough Christmas lights to keep a ship from running ashore. Now, I'm not one to rain on someone's joy parade. We all have to find something we like and run with it. I saw bread in concert for over three straight years in the 1970s, and if I hear I want to make it with you, I start to cry and think back to that night my future wife and I made whoopee on the top of my firebird under the moonlight. No one can take that joy away from me, and I really don't want to take it away from those that just really, 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 really really love Christmas. But that's the rub. I don't think these people really love Christmas. I think it's an uncontrollable desire to win at shoving something down everyone else's throat, no matter the cost, or at least the cost to them. It's a battle for the best display in the block, not spreading Christmas cheer. You want to win at Christmas, and winning is big in our society. And I get it, I like to win. I once won two tickets to a bread concert in 1976 in support of their upcoming Lost Without Your Love reunion tour, and it changed my life. But this is a different kind of winning. If you've got a few string lights draped over your bushes and an inflatable snowman waving at me, then I truly believe you just love the season. If I need an emergency cup of hot cider, I'm going to probably knock on your door. And by the way, I'm not a huge fan of cider because it relies too much on fruit going bad to make it taste good. And I'm not here for the mass marketing of rotted apples served hot. No, thank you. I'll stick to gas station hot chocolate dispensed from a dirty, unregulated machine. But back to the decorations. Some lights and a snowman. Good. A power plant worth of electricity surging through your front yard and a mechanical snowman waving at me while it stares blankly into my soul like the quiet guy in the old rundown house on the corner? That's a no for me, dog. I learned that saying on LinkedIn because my producers felt I was out of touch with the younger audiences they want to go for. You see, the problem is that at that point, you're not spreading cheer. You're thumping your chest and screaming, look at how great I am. And that only leads to deep societal issues or a presidential campaign. If aliens are real and they come to Earth during December, I have to imagine they'd be wary of anyone turning their front lawn into the Main Street Electrical Parade. Which, kids, that was a parade at Disneyland that was popular back when you could bring your own cigars and brandy into the park. Good times. What are you hiding, they'd ask, before kidnapping you to research where that ego comes from. And I think there's a good chance the answer is you're hiding bodies in the backyard while the front yard looks like Candyland. And speaking of bodies, my neighbor died months ago and now there are a stack of popular mechanics magazines on the front porch. I haven't been this tempted since my secretary started wearing those same jeans that Brooke Shields wore in 1980. 
Anyway, I don't want to focus too much on the whims and wishes of my neighbors. Let them be happy, I guess. I just think I'm embarrassed because last night I thought I was having a very nice conversation with the family living to my left, but it turns out that I was talking with four inflatable reindeer and a realistic-looking Santa in a sleigh. After 42 minutes, I realized that what I thought was answering me back was not my neighbors. It was their ego. Unbelievable. Now think about that. That was Mort Rooney. More later. And there you go. Saturday Night Napsuck episode 39 is in the books, and we are in the Christmas season. We're going to build up to what I hope is a big Saturday Night Napsuck Christmas holiday spectacular, which I think will be episode 42. Oh, that worked out quite nicely. So stay tuned for that. Hey, I very uh, sincerely want to say that this week's episode was dedicated to the memory and life of the soul we called Dizzle. Donald was a big fan of screen junkies and uh, this digital movie talking world, and he regularly showed up at conventions to bring joy and love for those of us doing silly things to entertain people. Dizzle passed away last month, and I will never forget him, nor will anyone who worked at screen junkies who got to experience his utter unbridled joy for the things we do. Thanks for making me laugh, my friend, and we'll see you down the line. If you or anyone you know needs help, immediate help, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. As always, I want to thank my supporters on Patreon, specifically my uh, high-tier supporters. These are the people that, for one reason or another, think I'm worth more than one second of their time and uh i appreciate that i want to thank thomas risling lethal logan x matt thompson nathan milvendale ty schallenberger chad benefield tommy terry green old hands zach taylor ranger donald and the great Ferris muthana my favorite name to kind of sort of say correctly yeah right yeah special thanks to patreon supporter jeff saunders aka scribbler for this week's pre-roll and matt thompson for the morning drive media station identification Saturday Night Napsock is now on Jemmy. Want to make a one-time donation to support the show? Head over to jemmy.app slash Saturday Night Napsock. That's J-E-M-I dot app at Saturday Night Napsock. Big thanks to associate producer Sean Arnold for his help with the radio clips and much, much more. Check out Sean's Public shop at tpublic.com slash user slash tshawn. Kyle Harlow contributed writing and concepts on this week's sponsor segment. Mysteries of the Unexplained Music provided by Kojak. Listen to me on Hall of Fame Music Radio in Newcastle and Huntington, Pennsylvania, and anywhere throughout the world on the website at hofmradio.com every Saturday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern. Visit catnapsock.com for more information. Follow us on Twitter at catnapsock and the company here at M Drive Media. And finally, as always, be sure to tell a friend about Saturday Night Napsock. And as always, remember to laugh responsibly. Thanks, Dizzle.